Hello everyone, welcome to the final episode of the Football Betting Podcast for this uh, league season. It's final day in the Premier League coming up on Sunday. Um, we've got the playoffs as well. It's been uh, a good little run, hasn't it, since the restart, but it's all coming to an end rather quickly. Yeah, it has. Um, obviously, we we had the full-on season, then we had the break, and then we kind of caught up with everything in this lovely kind of five games a day, every day <laughs> kind of yeah. uh, scenario. So very sad it's coming to an end, uh, but 2020 will never be forgotten. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so just to recap that again, we've got the final Premier League games, which are all taking place on Sunday at four o'clock. We're going to go through those, picking out our betting highlights. Um, we've also got the Championship Playoffs, which is a very sore point at the moment. As you probably know, we are both Nottingham Forest fans. The less said about that, the the better. Um, So we'll cover who we think will probably progress through those playoffs. Um, We've got one game on Sunday, one game on Monday. That's the first leg of the semi-finals. So shall we take it away with the Premier League? Um, We'll start. I don't know where to start. They're all at the same time today. <laughs> we'll start with the battle for the European places, shall we? Okay. Yeah. So the big game to talk about there is, of course, Leicester against Manchester United. Manu currently in third on 63 points. Leicester in fifth on 62 points. So uh, a win for either side would guarantee them Champions League football next season. Uh, a draw could also get both of them Champions League football next season, depending on the Chelsea result. For this game, though, Leicester twenty-one to ten, the draw five to two, Manu six to five. How can you see this game going? Do you reckon it's going to be a very cagey one, low scoring, considering the stakes, or uh, can you see one team uh, coming out on top quite comfortably? Uh, I think it'll be tight. I don't think it'll be cagey. I think both. Both sides' best form of defence is to go out and attack, I think, um, especially yeah. especially United. I mean, they've got some uh, real talent up the sharp end and obviously Leicester have got the uh, Premier League top scorer in Jamie Vardy. I think it will be a really entertaining open game. I am going to side with United. I think, you know, the fact that they haven't lost in 12 away games and Leicester haven't won any of the last three against United... They had a big game against Tottenham, didn't they? I know it was away from home at the uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, but they didn't really perform. And any side that's lost 4-1 in uh, the last three fixtures to Bournemouth is a team to be avoided, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, unless they generally don't have a good record against Manchester United. You mentioned that they've not won in the last three games against United. It's actually... The last 11 consecutive games, oh, geez. Um, they've not beaten Man U in, in any competition. Um, 20 consecutive games against Manchester United without keeping a clean sheet. Um, so that's another really poor statistic on Leicester's part. Uh, I can certainly see those ones carrying on again. I agree with you. Um, Man U to get the victory for me. I certainly don't think Man U, Man U will lose. Uh, they only need a they only need a point, don't they, to uh, yeah. secure Champions League. So, uh, yeah, for me, Man on the nose, 6-5 to five is a decent price if it comes in. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, got a couple of extra things that I'd like to uh, run by the profit chasers as well. Uh, so the first one kind of alludes to what I was saying in my uh, kind of research piece there. Manchester United to win and both teams to score. Could easily see a 2 or 3-1, I think, to United. Uh, that's 10 to 3. And that's a really, really good price. And obviously, because United are favourites, uh, you can get Jamie Vardy anytime, 11 to 10. And this is the top scorer in the Premier League. Uh, 23 goals, too clear of Danny Ings at time of recording. He's actually 15 to 4 for the first scorer. Not 100% sure that's the way to go. But 11 to 10 anytime is very rare that you get the top scorer in the league at that price. Yeah, yeah, good picks. Um, okay, let's look at Chelsea Wolves then. Chelsea, uh, if they win, again, secure Champions League football. If they don't win, um, it depends on the Manu Leicester result. So they're four to five. To beat Wolves, the draw is 14-5 and Wolves 16-5 to to get the win there. Um, I'm a bit disappointed with Chelsea, to be honest. Um, looked really good beating Manchester United. Then got, sh- then got kind of shafted, conceding five against Liverpool um, in midweek. I think... They're going to go full strength. They won't have one eye on the FA Cup final. I think they're going to go all out for European football. If I had to side with a team, it would be Chelsea, but I don't feel 100% confident about that because we know that Wolves really up their game against the bigger size in this division, even though their form recently has not really been perfect. Um, I don't know about you, but it's a it's a loose Chelsea for me. A stronger Chelsea for me. I think if this was at Molyneux, I would not know which way to go. But you're, you're looking at a Chelsea side that won five home games in a row, uh, not lost to Wolves in their last six encounters. So for me, I, I'm going to go for, for Chelsea. Christian Pulisic is arguably one of the hottest players in the Premier League form-wise right now. Um, he's been absolutely sensational the past couple of weeks. And Chelsea have just been... I mean, everyone knows they got problems at the back. But if you just look at how many goals they've scored, uh, two, three, three, zero, one, three, three, all in a row. Um, and again, some decent sides in there as well. They've really, really started to you know, kind of hit the back of the net. Giroud in decent form as well. For me, I'm going to go for Chelsea four to five. And I get what you're saying, Tom. There could have been more from this Chelsea side. But if you offered Blues fans and Lampard and Abramovich a top four finish start of the season, there's a snap your hand off. He's done a really, really good job, I think. Yeah, he has done a very, very good job, uh, considering the resources that he's had this season. Um, Okay, so if Chelsea do beat Wolves, as we expect they might, that then opens the door for Tottenham Hotspur to take sixth place in the league and the Europa League spot, currently one point behind Wolves in the table. They go away to a real floundering Crystal Palace side. If there's a side in this league who are majorly on the beach, it's Crystal Palace. Uh, Seven consecutive losses for them. No goals scored in the last three games. Uh, First to concede in seven consecutive games as well. So um, things aren't really going right for Roy Hodgson at Palace at the moment. That's reflected in the odds. The 5-1 to to beat Spurs, even though they're at home. Spurs 8-15. to Uh, to get the win there. I think they'll do it. 
uh, Tottenham have been in pretty good form, haven't they? We were saying last week on the pod that, you know, Mourinho, even though we don't like him personally and we think it's all going to come crashing down eventually, he's done a good job since the restart, to be fair to him. Harry Kane is back in amongst the goals. Um, three consecutive wins against Arsenal, Newcastle and Leicester. So some impressive victories there, particularly the Arsenal and Leicester ones. Um, I can't see anything other than a, a comfortable Tottenham win against this Palace side who are looking pretty hopeless at the moment. 100%. I mean, Crystal Palace is probably the second easiest team besides poor Norwich um, yeah. in the Premier League. And like you said, Tottenham have been really, really good, um, especially, you know, take away that draw away at Bournemouth. Um, they've, they've been really good in their last kind of five games or so. Harry Kane, as you said, smashing them in. Uh, Crystal Palace, I mean, we've been doing this podcast for three seasons now and our remit hasn't changed. They need more firepower. They need more mobile uh, central defensive options. Um, and it's it's kind of the same old message. And it, Roy's done a great job with Crystal Palace. Remember where they were when they came in? They broke the record, mm. didn't they, for uh, the yeah. most amount of games to the start of a season without a win. So you have to say he's done a really good job. Um, but yeah, definitely a tarnish on his legacy, or if you want to call it a legacy, his time there at the moment. Spurs, very, very comfortable. Uh, I'd be backing them all day. And that means, as you said, Tom, uh, I feel sorry for Wolves because they've literally played football besides the corona break for a calendar year. Uh, their season started in July of 2019. They must be absolutely just... Uh, the amount of games they've played must be unbelievable. Um, and I think they're going to miss out, unfortunately. But credit to Mourinho, the Europa League is better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, only eight losses for Wolves as well. Just, uh, just the eight. It's less than Man City, same as Man United, less than Chelsea, less than Leicester, less than Spurs. So uh, too many draws, I think, is yeah. uh, what's cost them there. Yeah, mo- uh, joint highest in the league with 14. Yeah. Um, okay, so we think Tottenham will pit Wolves to that final European spot. Uh, let's have a quick look at Man City, currently in second place. Nothing really to play for against the Norwich side. Again, relegated, nothing to play for apart from a bit of pride. This could get messy. <laughs> yeah. Manchester City at home to Norwich on the final day of the season. Um, 1-12. to 12 for City are the odds. 10 to 1 the draw, 18 to 1 for Norwich. I'd want 1,018 to 1. Yeah. You must be an absolute lunatic to put money on Norwich. <laughs> no goal. They haven't, they've scored one goal in six games. Uh, yeah. They, it, they've, they're so out of their depth. It's unbelievable. Honestly, I don't even know what to tip here because even if you look into the handicap market, you're still not really getting that much value, I don't think. Yeah, you, you have to kind of go to like minus three is yeah. um, 11 to eight for City. Yeah. Um, I think that you could definitely get David Silver to score any time, which is quite a good price. It's 15 to eight, so just under two to one. And remember, guys, this is David Silver's last game for Man City. Uh, before his contract expires and he leaves. Um, he's, I'm sure he's guaranteed to start and probably play the full 90. 
They're going to get lots of opportunities to score against this Norris side. I think they will score four or five, maybe more. Um, so Silva's got every chance of being amongst those goals. You can guarantee if they get a penalty, he's going to be on it as well. I'm sure he will. Um, so 15 to 8 for Silva to score any time could be a, a good little price for this game. Tom Pipkin, round of applause. I completely forgot it was David Silva's last game. And this is, you are spot on. This is going to be like a testimonial for him. And, yeah. And every time there's a testimonial, the guy who it's all about seems to score. And you're, yeah. you're so right. Every free kick, every penalty, um, yeah, it's going to be Silva's. They'll be, they'll be teeing him up, won't they? They'll, they'll be purposely looking for him during attacks to try and tee him up. Of course they will. Of course they will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's an absolute perfect nugget of value that you've found in a dreadful game to bet on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fair play to you. Right. Um, so that kind of takes care of things towards the European spots. Um, let's have a look towards the relegation spots. So that's obviously not decided. Two places still um, to be decided this weekend. It's going to be Villa, Watford or Bournemouth, two of the three who do go down. Villa currently sitting 17th outside on goal difference by just one goal. They go they go away to West Ham United, who themselves have secured safety for another season. Um, 23 to 10 for Villa to get the win. The draw 13 to 5. 21 to 10 for West Ham to win. Um, I don't trust Villa enough at those odds, even though they, if they win, it's highly likely they'll stay up. I think they'll draw 13 to five. I think West Ham are, you know, they've really turned things around since the restart, these last kind of five, six games. Michel Antonio uh, is on fire. You know, we've seen them draw with Manchester United in the last game. Um, we've seen them beat Watford, beat Norwich comfortably. I think they're more professional than just going on the beach now they're safe and letting Villa, you know, take an easy three points. I'm going to go draw, but it's not it's not a strong tip. Yeah, I think Moisey has too much respect for fellow managers that need West Ham to play this game properly. I feel I feel like Moyes is is a proper kind of LMA. Do you know what I mean? League, league yeah, Managers yeah. Association kind of guy. He's not going to want to get a phone call off Eddie Howe asking why he's played a bunch of 15-year-olds. Um, no way. And do you know what, Tom? If this was at Villa Park, I'd take Villa all day. It's it's just their away form has been so bad. And they haven't mm. won any of the last nine away games. And I don't see why that's going to change. I, I don't see why it's going to change now. It's, it's probably going to come a little bit too late uh, for me, but you know I don't want to kind of leap ahead, but I equally have no confidence in Watford either. Uh, moving on to, to Watford's game against Arsenal at the Emirates, uh, Watford 13 to five, the draw 14 to five, Arsenal 10 to 11. I don't know what you think about that, Tom, but I have no confidence in Watford either. Absolutely not. And sorry to any Watford fans who listen to the podcast, but they deserve everything they're going to get yes, um, with relegation this season. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Four, four managers in a season. It's pathetic. It's a joke. 
Um, and it's about time this Watford managerial merry-go-round has resulted in relegation because it's been going on for far too long. It's an unsustainable model. I hate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think they're going to get uh, their comeuppance for treated managers so poorly this season uh, with relegation. Arsenal, you see them play so well against Manchester City. Um limit Manchester City to, what, one shot on target, I think it was, all game, when they beat them in the FA Cup 2-0. And then they go to Villa the game after and don't even have a shot on target themselves against relegation fighting Aston Villa and lose 1-0 really poorly. So if it's the Arsenal that beat Manchester City, Watford aren't going to stand a chance. Yep, Arsenal for me. It's just always down to mentality with Arsenal, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if if they're up for it and they want to, you know, if they want to go out and play for their futures and play for Arteta and kind of leave the the Gunners fans with something to cling on to, because let's not forget, this Arsenal side is 10th. 10th. 10th position. Yeah, it's, bad. it's bad. It's unbelievably bad. So, I mean, for Arsenal, I mean, if you're Sheffield United, you know, unbelievable. But for Arsenal, 10th is is embarrassing, man. Um, they can potentially finish eighth. So, you know, that would look a lot better in the record books, finishing eighth rather than, you know, down in 10th. It's just all about mentality. Joe what, Tom? What I could see with this relegation scrap, I could see Villa and Watford losing and it going down to goal difference, possibly. So um, that takes us to Bournemouth-Everton then, or Everton-Bournemouth, if we're reading it properly. Hmm. Bournemouth are 2-1 to one to get the victory, which they need. Bournemouth need to win to have any chance of staying up, and they've got to rely on other results going their way. So I'm surprised at the odds, to be honest, because 2-1 to one for Bournemouth, um, for a team that need to win to stay up, I'm surprised they're not shorter than 2-1. to one. Like, we look at the Villa odds, and they're, what, 23 to 20, I think I read out. And they're a team in a very similar position. They need to win. And the odds reflect that. They're very short. Bournemouth, 2 to 1. Um, considering they're against an Everton side, one win in the last five, very bang average form. Do we go for Bournemouth here? Yeah, I mean, tell you what, Tom, I was doing my research for this game, and I like looking at, you know, things like trends and, and form and, history and all that kind of stuff and when you have a look at everything you know you're you're looking at everything points towards Everton and yet I'm leaning towards Bournemouth (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) Everton I didn't realize this time but they haven't lost in the last 10 home games I always feel like Everton are, are not doing very well but you know they haven't lost in the last 10 home games which you know fair play to them and then yeah. you're looking at a Bournemouth side that have, you know, won three of 18 on the road. They've only scored 15 on the road all season. So it's a it, no stats at all back up Bournemouth. No stats. But they've got the attacking players capable of getting the goals they need. And Everton, I'm just not convinced by this crop of players. That I'm sure Ancelotti's going to make a lot of changes in his first summer transfer window, even though it will be, you know, a, a little bit of a weird one. And yeah, I'm I'm kind of tempted to go for Bournemouth at two to one. Um, you know, they've got to go for broke and and they've got the players to hurt teams for sure. Yep. Yep. Um 
What I could see happening is Bournemouth win this game, but I, I also think Villa and West Ham will draw their games, so Bournemouth will still go down for me, um, courtesy of Villa getting the one point they need um, to, to secure survival. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a mess, isn't it, down there? It's going to be. I'm pretty sure every team will be in the bottom three at some stage in those 90 minutes. I can almost guarantee it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, 14 to 1, Bournemouth to set up, though. 14 to 1. I can see why. You know, the the only way they can stay up is goal difference. Uh, so, yeah, I can see why. But we're chucking some on because, you know, me and you aren't overly confident with uh, Villa or Watford. So, maybe something okay. to throw a quid on. Something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's rattle through the remainder of the game. So not really anything to play for in any of these remaining ones. So we've got Burnley, Brighton. Anything you fancy there? Burnley. Yeah, six me to too. Five. Burnley, 6-5. Simple win. Uh, Brighton. One nil, two nil. Yeah, yeah. Brighton secured safety, kind of limped over the line with a couple of draws. Uh, but Burnley haven't lost in the last seven and Brighton haven't won their last four. Turf Moor's not where you want to end the season, is it? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, <laughs> six or five Burnley for me. Okay, uh, Newcastle, Liverpool. Newcastle, seven to one. Draw, four to one. Liverpool, nine to 25, um, which is just a little bit under one to three. For me, not sure about the result. Both teams to score, four to five, probably the way I'd go. Uh, who knows what state Liverpool will be in after all these title celebrations. So for that reason alone, I would avoid. 100%. Couldn't couldn't be less interested um, in Liverpool at that price. No way on earth. So, yeah, not bothered. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Southampton, Sheffield United, Southampton 6-5, the draw 23-10, to and uh, the Blaze 23 I've got a theory. As well. I've got a theory. Go on. Last game of the season for Sheffield United. This is literally, I think it's the furthest away game. Either this or Bournemouth is their furthest away game. This must yep. be the biggest inconvenience you could possibly imagine. They can't yeah. they can't qualify for Europe now. The best they can do is cling on to eighth, which unbelievable, by the way, uh, but it's not a massive incentive. And do you think they're going to be bang up for it, going all the way down sh- to Southampton? And I mean, I imagine Chris Wilder's a good motivator, but what does he what does he use as motivation? Spots for next season, financial, it's hard, isn't it? financial. Do you know what I mean? If this was yeah. if this was forty five minutes down the road. I've, They'd be right up for it, but this is a long old journey. Whether they take a plane or not, I'm not sure what the situation is now, um, what teams are doing, but it's a long way. Can anyone be honest? It is. And I know. I, I completely get what, get what you're saying, completely. Um, it's going to be hard to pick the players up and motivate them for this. That's 100% right. So 6-5 to five for Southampton could be a decent price here. Um, I don't think it'll be... A battering, I don't think it'll be a particularly entertaining game. If Southampton won this 2-0, it'd 
it would not surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, Sheffield United not won any of the last five. Southampton haven't lost in any of their last six. So I'd go for the Saints, six to five. Um, probably that or Burnley Brighton, worst game of the weekend. Yeah. Okay, so that is all of the Premier League wrapped up, which takes us then to the Championship playoff picture. So we've got the first semi final on uh, Sunday, the second semi final on Monday. They're the only ones we've got odds for at the moment. So we can look at those two games um, in isolation. And then we can also look at outrights who we think might go up to the Premier League. Um, so if we squ- quickly skim through the outright market. So Brentford are the, Brentford are the favourite, 6-4. <clears throat> Fulham, 5-2. And then you've got both Welsh clubs, Cardiff and Swansea, at 9-2. Um, for promotion to the Premier League. Uh, I'm really, really struggling, to be honest with you, as to who to go for for this playoff picture. Um, You'd have thought before the last two games happened, Brentford would have been a shoo-in, considering the run they're on, winning about seven consecutive games since the restart. But when the pressure's been on, when they've had chances, two chances to win games, to take them into the automatic promotion spots, to get automatic promotion, they blew both of them. So I'm really, really doubting whether they can take the pressure of a playoff now. So at 6-4, to I'm going to avoid Brentford. 100%. My picks, Tom, um, again, I think it'll be tight, same as you. But I I actually have a team that I fancy, and that's Fulham. And you have kind of just touched on it. The reason I'm going to go for Fulham is experience. So Swansea, young side, kind of a rookie manager who's done a really good job. Cardiff, Neil Harris hasn't been here before. Uh, They've got a couple of experienced players in there. Uh, Brentford, obviously this is new territory for them, and, and they've... They've missed out on two gigantic chances for automatic yeah. promotion. And they're in this because they deserve to be here because they haven't taken the chances required. Fulham, I just feel like they've got the experience that is going to be required and the mental toughness. I'm talking Harry Arter, Tim Ream, Kevin McDonald, Mitro, um, Tom yeah. Kearney, etc., etc. Uh, these guys you know, are all kind of uh, knockout even. These guys are all kind of 26, 27 plus, and they've all kind of experienced highs and lows of football. And they've all played in the Premier League at some stage. I just feel that Fulham, despite, you know, Brentford's uh, amazing attacking three and Cardiff's resilience and Swansea's kind of, you know, um, youthful, fluid attack, I, I just think Fulham have got the mental. Uh, edge and nine to four I, I'm going to stick my neck out and I'm going to say that Fulham will get promoted uh, via the playoff final yeah um, completely agree with everything you've just said um, like you mentioned you picked out some of those Fulham players a lot of those were in the playoffs when Fulham got promoted um, in 2018-19 two seasons ago so like your Kearney's your Kevin McDonald's Stefan Johansson's etc yeah so uh, they've they've all been there, done it. 
Um, so that is going to be integral to to their playoff push this year. And since since the restart, Fulham has generally been pretty good, haven't they? They've they've got some good results against these kind of sides around them. So um, beat Forest, beat Cardiff, drew nil nil with West Brom. Um, that's all in the last five games, so they can take confidence from that as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, whoever goes up ultimately will deserve it. Um, it's just, you know, you just look at League Two and League One. Um, Cheltenham, Tom, we thought they were pretty monumental favourites. Uh, we were both pretty convinced it was going to be Cheltenham in League One. We felt that they were the best yeah. side. Uh, they had the best manager, the best setup, everything, and obviously got dumped out for, following a miraculous um, second half display from mysterious Curl and uh, Northampton. And you know, League One, obviously Wickham, the massive story, arguably shouldn't even been in there, uh, only in there due to points per game, and they're five to one to get promoted and everyone knows what happened there. So, you know, none of the favourites have been promoted. It is an absolute lottery. Um, I, yeah. I truly think, you know, pragmatic sides have the slight edge in, you know, a home and away leg as opposed to a 46-game season. So don't be surprised yeah. to see Brentford get dumped out, perhaps even at the semi-final stage. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Fulham-Swansea final, do we reckon? Yes, I'll go for Fulham-Swansea uh, final yep. and Fulham to win that relatively comfortably. Yeah, I can get on board with that, definitely. Um, for Swansea, though, I guess, just touching on how the playoffs all unfolded, it shows how important January recruitment can be. Connie, um recruited Conor Gallagher, Rian Brewster in the January transfer window and those two have been integral um, in, in Swansea getting into the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah. They they had a great second half of the season. Cashed in on Boya Baston as well. Um, you know, managed to get him off the wage bill and everything. So the the outs were equally as important as the ins. And yeah, Swansea deserved their spot. They had they needed a miracle on the last day, and obviously they helped by the red card. But you know, that's not their fault. Um, you know, they went out and they got their job done and had their fingers crossed and obviously they, they got exactly what they deserve. So good luck to yep. them in the playoffs. They uh, deserve to be there. Absolutely. Um, okay. So that wraps up all of the tips for the 2019-20 football league season. Yep. There we go. We've had it. Absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll probably tweet out any nuggets that we find in the second semi-finals and maybe the playoff final, and there is even yeah. talk, even talk of a new venture for the podcast, potentially a continental podcast covering the Europa League and Champions League. Ooh, ooh, exciting! Ooh, yeah, yeah, that'd be a bit different. Yeah, so potentially doing that. But Tom, let's talk bombproof trebles because uh, we've actually got two to cover on this show, haven't we? Two to recap. Yeah, we have. Um, so we have last weekend's Bombproof Trouble that you all heard um, on the podcast. And then we also did one on Twitter for the uh, Wednesday night championship final day, which won. So 
great for any, any of you who follow us on Twitter and uh, could get on that one. So we'll recap first last weekend's one, which yeah. unfortunately wasn't a winner. Uh, two out of the three legs were successful. Yes, as uh, as we mentioned earlier, we we spoke about Brentford and their big missed opportunity. We actually had them uh, away to Stoke, but unfortunately they lost 1-0. Yep, we also had Burnley to win away at Norwich and they did so 2-0. Yeah, nine men for Norwich. Crazy, crazy. And uh, Wolves as well. We backed them to be hopeless Palace. 2-0 at home and they did so. So just Brentford uh, costing us there. Michael O'Neill and Stoke proving that they're going to be some uh, team to talk about next season. And yeah, Tom, as you mentioned, best advert to uh, follow us on Twitter. T underscore FB podcast. Every now and then we'll throw out a little bonus kind of treble and this one won so we'll start off here recapping uh, we had uh, Cardiff to beat Hull I know we're uh, hardly mystic Meg but uh, they did so 3-0 yeah um, we also had Luton to beat Blackburn yeah we knew Luton needed a win to secure survival uh, they did they won 3-2 yeah and we had Wigan Fulham to be both teams to score a game, obviously both teams fighting for something. Uh, neither really got what they were looking for, uh, but we did because <laughs> we backed it. Yeah. It was 1-1 and that meant <laughs> treble one. Uh, and it was about 40 quid on the nose with a couple of pence here, there and everywhere. So nice to see a couple of people get on uh, in midweek. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's do one more joint treble this weekend's Premier League games um, hopefully end on a high that's the plan so for our final bomb-proof treble of the season we're going to go for Burnley to beat Brighton priced at 6-5 we're also going to go for Chelsea to get the job done against Wolves at home they're 4-5 and finally Tottenham to beat Palace away 8-15 yeah and that is going to return £60 and 72 pence off a recommended £10 stake. Uh, but Profit Chasers, we only want you to bet what you can afford to lose. Uh, so good luck if you get on there for the final bet of the season. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and if you have guys made any money off any of our tips or just generally enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Yes, we got a great message the other day. Someone said that they were one leg off uh, thanks to our tips. And if it came in, he wasn't going to go to work for the week. So what? <laughs> I lo- kind of love the attitude. Uh, we don't want anyone to lose their jobs off the back of our tips. Um, <laughs> not recommended, but love the attitude. So yeah, T underscore FB podcast uh, for Twitter, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast for Facebook and football betting podcast at gmail.com. For <clears throat> excuse me, for all your emails, uh, we are looking for sponsors for the 2020-2021 season. So if anybody has any connections or is interested, please reach out. Yeah, please do. Um, so yeah, we've got fantasy football, haven't we, going off as well. So we'll announce the winner of that once the uh, season is finished on Sunday. Yeah. So that'll be announced on Twitter, won't it, Tom? Yeah, it will. So that will be announced. 
um, and we'll be uh, communicating with the winner um, for the free £20 bet. Uh, so if you do win, you have to come to us. That's the only way for you to, to claim your prize because we don't have any contact information for anyone in the Fantasy League. Yeah. So you need to come to us. Uh, you can do it, again, email, Facebook, Twitter, uh, to claim your prize. Um, if it you know, if it goes on too long, uh, then we'll probably just offer it second place or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's it then, I think. Yeah, that's it. So domestic season pretty much wrapped up. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone uh, that supported the podcast. We we were pretty pretty pleased, weren't we, Tom? We, we took a slight risk in not recording any shows for the sake of it over the corona break. And we were yeah. not we were not sure if people would you know still be interested in content you know having not heard from us for three months but the numbers have been exactly the same so we really yeah. really appreciate the support yeah definitely um, and it's been a bit of a tough gig hasn't it trying to keep everything that we churn out up to date um, whilst the season's been going on and so many games have been played on consecutive days to keep all our content up to date and like the stats and the trends that we read out. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting period, hasn't it? So a bit, bit of normality will resume, I think, once the uh, 2021 season kicks off in about, what, seven or so weeks' time? Yeah, yeah, we did our best, didn't we? We did our best. Uh, we did. We, we did. Sometimes, did. sometimes there was goals that went in during live recordings. <laughs> That changed, <laughs> changed the um, you know landscape a little bit, but we did what we could. So thank you for your patience. If uh, one or two yeah. things were out of date by the time we, uh, yeah, by the time we got to uh, the release, yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, keep your eye out for a potential European special. Anyway, um, if we don't end up doing it, if we do, we'll we'll just say on social media what's going on anyway. But uh, if not, we'll see you in a few weeks when the new season kicks off. Feeling emotional. Thank you, guys. Take care.